Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents In a World of Football Podcasts that sounds like this. Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio. And talk like this. Wah, 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 wah. Don't go after running back. Wah, wah. Because they're not. So much fun. Bogman, let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring Bugman. Then he came in and he just went ham. Oh, God. Yummy and panties. Like, those are words like men should not say. And the Welsh. Well, Brodels is... Did you just bro another player? You say Brodels instead of Bortles? I totally <laughs> called them bro. Are you broing all of these guys? Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Burn it to the ground! Coming to your ears. What is up, friendos, and welcome in. This is the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. You hear us on other things, but you're here to listen to us now. That was kind of my Tim Robbins impression, <laughs> and I'm not worried about it. Corn Cob TV. This is where you can hear us now in this league on Corn Cob TV, or you can just listen to it, whatever podcast app you are on. And I would also instruct you to go check out the YouTube, youtube.com slash in this league as Bogman and I attempt a little bit better about putting some of the video content up there. I'm going to have some of the debates, uh, some clips, some stuff like that. So go and check out the YouTube channel. Bogman, today we're talking about the breakouts. Breakout players. Bogman, has you put together a list of kind of like we did with the bust where there's, there's a lot of like these are popular breakouts, this, that, the other thing. And then I'm going to essentially pen you down to make a choice on all sides of these. You hated it in bus. You'll probably like it a little bit better here. Yeah, I think, well, it's just more positive. You know, uh, it, it's tough to be negative uh, about players. I mean, not for us. We could be negative whenever we want. But <laughs> it, it is it is hard to make an official call. This guy's going to be bad. I think it's easier to make a call about this guy's going to be big. You're positive. Uh, you know, you, you think uh, this guy is going to catch a lot of footballs. He's going to get the ball a lot. Uh, you know, he's into a new job at QB, whatever it is. Like, you think that this guy's going to break out. It feels better to uh, call out a breakout than it does to call out a bust. Yeah, I think so. And that's what we're doing today. So we have got the main positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We're going to give you the scenarios, and we are going to make our picks or Bugman's pick, actually, in this one. The end season will I'll probably be releasing more of like my actual, you know, stamp down bust and sleeper and all that stuff. But we will, uh, you know, put Bogman to the test here. That's what the plan is. You guys can find us over at in this That is our Patreon. When you do it using that URL in this you guys can sign up and you can get access to all of the ranks. My ranks coming very soon. Bogman has got the July update up with uh, redraft dynasty. IDP, Superflex, good Lord. Yeah, you've got kind of a little bit of everything. Yep. Do you have IDP Dynasty too? I do, yeah. You're a psycho. I'm a savage, yep. You are a savage. (laughs) I mean, you are through and through like 
even if there were like seven people that wanted IDP Dynasty, you would be like, let's I make go. it for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I make I make it for me. So you guys can also have it, but I make I, I make it for me. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that that's the passion. So put yourself out there. You, you make it's it the same for you. Thing. If you weren't doing this, you would still make a 500 psycho prospect list so I did yeah. it i did it way before we ever podcast i would right. write down all my favorite prospects and i'd have the whole thing and as many people do by the way i always find it funny where you know guys will you know take some of their favorite people they'll make their own aggregate lists some people rank them themselves and that is all good so we have always preached let us be a tool in your tool belt you don't have to just be beholden to one and bogman gives you a lot of different options and also i'd say like you know, dynasty ranks, there's more than there were in the past, but that's still a lot less than normal redraft. Superflex rank, more in the past, but still not a, the most. And, you know, IDP dynasty, I don't know, one or two. I don't know. They're valuable ranks. You get access to those at like the $5 level. We up the, update those monthly. You want to get a little bit more, go to the LT or captain level. Captain gets you everything that we do, access to every single room. LT level, you can at least get into the football room, start and sit room. People are setting up leagues, potential to join us. That's how you get into mock drafts and a ton more. If you consider, go and check us out today in this league.com. That is the Patreon. We'd love to have you. And that is like our support system. So we appreciate everybody that supports us over there. Go and check us out today. Breakouts we're going to get to. One potential breakout that is less breaky outy was Traylon <laughs> Burks. He's less because DeAndre Hopkins has found a home. DeAndre Hopkins signed a three-year deal with the Titans. He is their big go-to guy. But funny enough, the world kind of, the fantasy football world, rallied around Traylon Burks. If you followed fantasy football Twitter in that, this is the time to buy long-term on Traylon Burks. Because the I think the obvious first take would be, Welp, <laughs> Traylon <laughs> Burks' target share just went down because DeAndre Hopkins is going to force a lot of targets his way. You can have discussions about what his overall separation is looking like, how much production will really be there. But I think what a lot of people were trying to push Boggs is DeAndre Hopkins also might make Traylon Burks better. You're going to get worse coverage in there. And if you, you're going to have questions about how much that team really does throw the ball, but Traylon Burks is going to be put into better situations it's just it might be less targets, and that's kind yeah. of the battle. So we got both of these. If you want to talk about Traylon Burks first, and then we can talk about Hopkins, you can. What? Because you're you were a Traylon Burks truther this year. I took him off of the breakout list. To be honest with you, uh, after Hopkins signed, I had him on there for wide receivers. I took it away because look, volume is king, and that is why you know we like running backs like. McCaffrey. McCaffrey is great with the ball in his hands also, but he gets volume. Derrick Henry gets volume. Nick Chubb gets volume. Like even if they're boring straight line runners like Henry and Chubb are, they get volume. They score touchdowns and volume is king uh, in the NFL. And now DeAndre Hopkins is going to eat up most of the targets for the Tennessee Titans. And, uh, you know, it really stinks for not just Burks, but a Conquo as well as those both of those guys were looking at like one of those is going to be the number one target getter on this team. Now that is hammered. But like you said, it doesn't kill, especially for dynasty doesn't kill all of Traylon Burks's value. I think the, the main problem here is that the Titans, there were two teams that averaged fewer pass attempts per game than the Titans last year. Well, can, can you name 
the two fewer pass attempts oh man it's in my head and oh uh the jets no it, it was well it was uh number one was the falcons had the fewest oh uh, yeah that's the dumb remember one. that drake that, london justin jefferson no nope, that's the, that's the one that was in my head that wasn't registering whoever number two is i don't think i would have got it falcons is the one i chicago I, Actually, Chicago oh, really? was dead last in pass attempts. 22.2 last year, uh, 24.4 for Atlanta, 26.8 for Tennessee. So they were 30th in the NFL out of 32 teams and throwing the ball last year. 22, you know, 22 attempts, 26 attempts per game. I mean, most of those are going to DeAndre Hopkins now. So, so do you um, anticipate any uptick? I think that's the first question, because if you go by that same, cause what do you say? 26 pass attempts. Yeah. If you're going to mm-hmm. go by that same share, this is a problem. Do you anticipate having better options that that could uptick to 20? Not really. No, not really. Because I mean, it could, it could go up more, but um, you know, the defense might be bad and maybe they have to pass more to catch up. That could be a thing. Maybe Tannehill's really bad. And, uh, you know, now you have Will Levis or Malik Willis in there. But I think we have an aging quarterback followed by two quarterbacks that are not ready for the NFL yet. So either way, I think this team is still a run first team and a run second team and pass third. The nice thing about Traylon Burks is Traylon Burks at Arkansas was a lot like Debo is in San Francisco. He'll take a reverse. They'll throw him some short screens. They'll even give him an occasional rush attempt, especially now with Haskins most likely being cast asunder after his transgressions there. So, um, you know, it's Derrick Henry, it's Ty J Spears, and maybe Burks will be in the the backfield. So, but they're going to have to manufacture touches for him, which, you know, does nothing but move him down the list because Hopkins is going to eat into a lot of those targets. Okay. So I got, I got a little game we can play here. Okay. I'm trying to find, I found some projections. And I pulled up Fantasy Pros projections, and then I pulled up PFF's projections. PFF, got to go have an account, go have an account, da-da-da. We do, so there you go. Um, The PFF projections have not updated Hopkins or Burks. Like, Hopkins is not on the projection list, and I don't think Burks is updated. The Fantasy Pros projections do have both of them, but the question will be, is any of it updated? So first off, what do you think the non-updated PFF projections for Traylon Burks looked like? So this is without uh, Hopkins or anything. What do you okay. think they looked like? I think it looked like, I don't know, 60 catches for 750 yards and six touchdowns. You're in the you're in the pretty close ballpark. So okay. the he was like 33rd on the list, projected for... 99 targets, 65, I'm going to round up, 66 catches. Okay. Just about 850 yards, 846.7, and 5.3 touchdowns. So five touchdowns, 850 yards, 66 catches was the projection, 99 targets. That was the PFF projections. What do you think that will look like with Hopkins and and what do you think Hopkins projections? So like, let's start with Burks. What does that come down to now? I think it comes down to like 50 catches for 600 yards and four touchdowns, something like that. And then what do you think Hopkins projection would look like under Tennessee? How are you going to project 75 catches, 950 yards and seven touchdowns? Okay. So that, I mean, that 
in that scenario, Burks is not a wide receiver three at that point no. anymore. Yeah, he's not. And Hopkins is probably a wide receiver, low wide receiver two, maybe a high wide receiver three. I'm gonna have him as wide receiver three. Uh, pre, uh, I had him at twenty. Uh, pre signing and all that stuff, but it's just tough. Like, you know, would you rather have Hopkins or McLaurin now? Um, both have quarterback issues. Both run first offenses. Yeah, I, I literally just did an episode. People might want to check out on the Athletic Fantasy Football with Sealy, and we were talking. We got we ended with Washington, and he was selling Dodson, who I love Dodson, and I was just like Sam Howell. And he was just selling Sam Howell pretty hard. And both of those guys. You mean he wanted us to buy him? He's selling him like he's talking him up? Or No, he he's into. Him. He, no, no, he is into Sam Howell. Like okay, top yeah. 15 QB maybe this year and loves both the receiving options. But I think Dotson eats into McLaurin more than Burks eats into Hopkins from a share okay. perspective. Does That's that make fair. sense? Yeah. So I guess I would pick Hopkins just because I, I also think Hopkins could be a huge red zone receiving option. You might see more play action, Derrick Henry from like the eight and, you know, instead of just three straight carries. So Hopkins right. could be a bigger touchdown option. Uh, but I would go I, with Hopkins. I got one more for you. Hopkins or London. I would go with, Oh, I go with London, I guess, but you know what though, man, it's like you <laughs> it's could argue it's you could argue that London's not the white. You could you could argue that he's not the number one receiving option, London, with Kyle Pitts there. You could argue he's still number one. I no, think. but I'm saying you could argue it to the point where it's like Pitts, London, Burks, Hopkins, both pretty garbage shares. Right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Hopkins. Maybe? I have. I'm, I think I'm going to have Hopkins ahead. I think I'm going to have Hopkins because uh, I had him at 20, thinking. You know, he's going to land in a better spot like Buffalo would have been amazing. But now I'm going to put him at least in this tier of like, you know, high end wide receiver threes where I have like Evans, Mike Evans. Now that he has a bad quarterback, uh, Kirk is the number one, but Ridley's there. Deontay didn't score any touchdowns last year. And it's a run first team. London, like Watson, maybe Tony is a wide receiver one in Kansas City. We all know Kelsey's the first receiving option but he he's a number one in a group of other number ones that have quarterback issues and run the ball first that that's what i would uh say or you're the second option in a high passing team like uh maybe Kadarius tony is did you um did you see where hopkins is ranked on the consensus ecr I did, now and it was okay low. yeah and, and i'm Ooh, assuming low. that it's probably not like updated uh this is a couple days older as we're recording this so maybe not everyone has gone their ranks but 34 on the consensus ranks i have a feeling because he was way higher we did this looking at the ranks like a week and a half like two three four weeks ago like all those weeks i'm saying and mm -hmm. i think he's been in the 20s even into the teens i think as more people have submitted their ranks and he didn't have a team he was showing up lower on lists. Well, I think, I think also last week, like his odds to go to the Titans shot up through the roof on the sports books. It was like, and part of that might plus be 500 well. to minus 300 the next day. So, so I think that might've altered it. I think it'll re-alter, but I don't know if it'll be post 25. So the last thing on those fantasy pros, these are public ones, fantasy pros projections. What do you think Burks now? I don't know how to decipher this. I don't know if these have been updated 
with because it shows Hopkins on Tennessee and there is a projection for Hopkins, but I'm going to tell you, I don't 100% know if these are fully updated. So what do you think Burks looks like first? This is Burks or Hopkins? This is Burks. With Hopkins. With, uh, you he assume is on it. the list. Yeah. I don't know what if this has been updated. Like 45 for 604, something like that. 64 catches, rounded up to 900 yards, and four touchdowns. I don't think that. I That can't be with Hopkins. I don't think. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think his projection looks like? It says Tennessee, but I don't know if this is with any team context or not. 80 catches, 1,000 yards, and eight touchdowns. 49 catches. What? 721 yards and rounded up to four touchdowns. I mean, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, that that's. I mean, that is. Burks is better than Hopkins. Then, in that would you scenario. even had that projection prior to him having a team? It. No. 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 Yeah, that no. seems like a wild projection. So if if that is but updated he had, to Tennessee, he played in nine games last year. Welsh nine, and he had sixty four catches for seven hundred seventeen yards. Yeah, I I think Hopkins is going to get ten targets a game. In the passing side, I think he, at least 10 targets a game. He's going to be now how effective they are. They could be 11 targets for, for eight catches for 72 yards and no touchdowns. That is possible. But in a full PPR, that's still like 15 points. I have a hard time believing on the receiving end. He's not going to be a 30 plus percent share of where the ball is. being. Well, thrown he, here's to. his targets from last year. Remember nine games, right? And he got hurt uh, or he was banged up. Different 14, offense. Different offense. 14, 13, down to 5. 14, 12, 6. 11, 11, 10. So he had, out of nine games, he had two that were fewer than 10 targets. So, yeah, look, even in a low-volume offensive passing attack, you go and get Hopkins to give him targets. He's not going to yeah. have 49 targets or catches or whatever that was. That's absurdly low. That's too low. It's really low. It's crazy. So I How think many, that's do they, what, Does it have games played? Do they have a missing games or something? Uh, no, it doesn't say games played. It just says okay. the... Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I'm I'm with you. I, look, I, I stared at it a couple times trying to figure out, like, what are we talking about here? That might be part of it. I do think they have a note on, like, injury stuff. Maybe they're assuming injury uh, might be yeah, part of the Maybe injury history. Yeah, that could be, you know... It could just be like a mathematical look. He played nine games and then however many games uh, the couple previous years. So I just don't think he's going to go. How many he's played recently or whatever. I also don't think they're going to make the investment. He had like one of the top. He was one of the top target shares when healthy last year. He's going to come in and be one of the top target shares here. The problem is if you are 30% of the 26 targets, 860. I mean, you're probably now looking at like seven to eight targets a game. And now you're looking at six catches a game. And I think that's where you can build in. But still, if that is over, you know, 16 games account, you're still looking at roughly 90 catches for, yeah. for DeAndre Hopkins. And 90 catches is probably going to equate to a thousand yards. And so if he's if he's eight, let's let's bring it down. 80 catches, a thousand yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. That's a wide receiver too, right? That's a fair line. Yeah, and that would be more of a wide receiver too. But I also think that that's like the high end uh, 80 catches for him there. Because, like, remember, he was suspended the year before, so he missed seven games. You think that's the high end or the low end? 
I think 80 catches for a thousand yards and five is is high for what Hopkins is right now. Yeah. So and, uh, and, could, and it might be closer to it might, and these guys might be end. close. Do you think that last thing, do you think there's a scenario where Burks outperforms Hopkins? Um I don't see a realistic one. No. Uh I, I think that it, is it within the realm of possibilities? Yes. Is it within the realm of reasonable outcomes? Probably not. Okay. That's the big one. DeAndre Hopkins Let, has a home. Can I do one more for you? I want to do Burks versus a couple people here to see how far down uh, we're, we're going to move Burks. Okay, so, Burks, by the way, 35th on that list uh, on Fantasy Bros, right behind Hopkins. So uh, I had Burks at 33, and I'm going to move him down below these guys here. Uh, Burks or Elijah Moore? Ooh, I'm going to... The problem is Elijah Moore might be like third on that team um i think i'll go i'm gonna go burks that's fair burks or quentin johnston man i'm gonna i think this is the range of where he's gonna go burks and that might be maybe quentin that one's tough i i don't know if i'm decided on that one it could be quentin johnson but again that's a you're looking at a place where he's the third wide he's the third option at best burks or thielen I mean, Thielen's number one. Yeah, he could be a number one. Yeah, I go with Thielen. I think I would too. Uh, Burks or Sky Moore? Oh, um, oh man, I may. I think I might go Sky Moore. Burks or mm, I think I don't like Burks apparently. Yeah, I think we've hit the limit because all the rest of these guys, I have. I got to take Burks over like. DJ Chark and Robert Woods and Michael yeah. Thomas and John Easy. Mingo. So I think that's the line, like right around the fifties, mid fifties, somewhere in there. If I, if I was sold on this offense, if I was sold on this offense, throwing the ball more and being in the air more and maybe playing more play action with Derrick Henry and, you know, those pass attempts were to go up, I'd feel good. But, you know, if it's not like if Malik Willis is in there at any point, Everything's a disaster. Yeah. So th- there's not like a, I can't build a better scenario. Even if they throw more, that doesn't necessarily mean anything well, good. I like the, but the I can't way, build a positive scenario. A, a great passing offense is Will Levis comes in there and looks like Justin Herbert, right? Like that yeah. is the way. Like Will Levis has to perform way over expectations. He had to have been obviously hiding himself for injury last year to go to the NFL this year, which actually hurt his stock. So like, it would have to be somewhere that we just don't see it. We don't see a high passing offense coming out of this team. And it could just be Derrick Henry gets hurt and they have yeah, no other options. It, it's just so. like young quarterbacks and how much they would throw in the off. Just everything doesn't spell to a bigger, much bigger uptick in the passing game. Right. This just feels like protection for the passing game. And also way so to trade AJ shares. Brown and then go sign DeAndre Hopkins. Great work. So yeah. <laughs> good job. Uh, the only other thing to point out is reporting camps are starting to open up. I think rookies just reported. So news is going to start flowing as we still wait for some of the last free agents. Uh, we also had the uh, franchise tag stuff where the probably the most interesting one was Pollard where, well, there were two. I don't know if you heard the story. Josh Jacobs was like sitting in his car with Max Crosby up to the deadline, like waiting for a call and it never happened. And the disappointment and then Pollard, the report was they were never, there was never a long-term discussion conversation. So you can take that for a million different things. One of maybe being the team doesn't believe in him being a workhorse back 
and how that's going to affect this year. I don't, I any. don't think that has anything to do with it. I think they're just, these guys sign their franchise tags. You're going to have to play on it, you know, and, and that's what it is. But Saquon still hasn't signed his. So that is actually the biggest because Saquon is going to hold out at this point. And who is going to break first? Is it going to be Saquon or is he going to Le'Veon Bell this? And, uh, sit out into the year. So well, that is, there is, that's the story that's getting the most interesting to me. I would usually dismiss this a lot more to be like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. I dismissed but all of it until Le'Veon Bell uh, actually did hold out. Beyond Le'Veon Bell, there's a little bit of an uprise. There was a, I'm forgetting who it was. It, it was, was Matt Miller. I Matt know, Miller, I know that's exactly it. Okay. What you're but, well, about. there's yeah. another side to it. So Matt Miller, po that's exactly who it was, did a tweet where it was like, here is how you do running backs. Draft running back, play running back, um, and then I don't know if he said sign one time deal and then draft another running back, or you know, just wait till the rookie deal is over and get another running back. I think that's what he was alluding to: was wait till the rookie deal is over and then you have already drafted a run, run, young running back. And Austin Eckler quote tweeted that, being like, "This is trash." He was pissed about it, and what that led into today, I saw, is there's a little bit of an uprising where apparently. All the running backs in the NFL, or a majority of the big ones, they're on this group chat, and they're starting to talk about this because what Eckler came out and said is he wants to hear from owners on why they're not paying running backs. And what we're talking about here is we're talking about running backs starting to get a collusion feel that yeah. this is a concerted effort that all owners are doing this. They're not paying running backs. And the big thing was like Evan Ingram got a big contract and it's like, why are these like secondary tight ends getting more money than the star running backs and the running back? I'm not, I don't, there's already a union, so I don't know how they do this anymore, but there is a running back uprising going on where these guys are chatting and all kind of fighting against this Matt Miller take because it is in their face. And with that, I actually believe the stubbornness in this that could lead to a couple of these guys not bending. They're not well, going to bend. And and I think, you know, someone tweeted out and it is the perfect solution for it. What they have to do is they got to make rookie contracts for running backs two years. That's what they have to do. Yeah. So if you perform call. well in that those first two years, someone is signing you, you know, uh, so otherwise it, it, you have to consider you have to consider the draft either becoming a Nolan void type of thing or no standardized contracts going with the draft anymore. And it's just an They'll open market. They'll never do that. No, They'll I understand that, that. But like yeah. there, there has to be a bend. There's just a messy thing that could go and on. And Matt Miller's not wrong in the way the contracts are structured right now. That is the way to, to do your running backs. And, and they said, uh, you know, I think it was uh, during the Super Bowl last year, no team that has won the Super Bowl has paid a running back over a million dollars in, you know, it's like one time in the last 10 years or something. So it's uh yeah it's becoming these guys burn out so fast because they touch the ball more than anyone they sell the most jerseys you know it's one of the most exciting positions in football and they're it's being treated like it's garbage well so. and teams are drafting more running backs using more committees not signing deals and you know what is the biggest market of free of uh, franchise guys right now oh that's what matt miller said i'm sorry that's what it was it was play running or draft running back play running back franchise running back for one year one time, and yeah. then draft him. That's what he said. And it was cut right. running back after that. And what's the biggest overhaul of stars we're seeing? Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, running back. So I'm a little bit more Christian McCaffrey worried. was traded for almost an entire draft last year. You know, yeah. like uh, running backs still have value. 
but it's but the the it's fewer it's yeah. much much fewer it's the disparage between the rich and the poor it's the 1% of running backs are getting paid you 1% tight ends getting all the franchise extensions i'm just a little I'm bit more worried about these franchise guys than i am before especially if they if they scream hold That's out fair. at all and then yeah. the problem is is unfortunately there are like three running backs in the first round four running backs in the first round that are dealing with this eckler has his stuff in the trades Pollard um, and Jacobs, Pollard, Jacobs, and, and Saquon. Yeah. yeah, so there's four in the first round. So I'm a little bit dicier about it than usual, and that's why camps are going to be really important. So weird stuff going around. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're talking about breakouts. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Who are the potential breakouts, and who will Bogman pick? All of that right after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Wait, wait, let me, let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Get it! Starting with the quarterback breakouts, Bogman has picked a list of what I would say not fun names. These are not fun <laughs> names, but the breakout has to be a guy really moving. I think there's yeah. an argument here because I'm not going to do this section. There's an argument that the rookies would all be thrown in here. And yeah. I won't ask the question because if I were to say, hey, which rookie quarterback will break out? Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, or Stroud? You're going to say Richardson. Yeah. But Richardson is already... I guess versus consensus consensus. He's like 18, but he's being drafted around 12, 10 to 12 in everything that I see right now. So I think the application of drafting is going much higher. That's not quite a breakout unless you believe he's going to go from a back end quarterback to a top end guy. If you would have said Bryce Young or Stroud, they would qualify here, but the real breakouts are guys that are going to move up considerably, probably post 15. So this is a little bit different than what we did with the um what we did with the guys that we are selling the bus if you will so potential quarterback breakouts that have been identified bogman you can break these guys down but the four players that we're talking about that you've identified kenny pickett with the steelers jordan love with the packers sam howell with the commanders and desmond ritter are the four breakout candidates so why did they hit this list and then who is your pick yeah, the, the reason they hit this list because I think everybody else has broken out in quarterbacks. Daniel Jones did it last year with his 700 rushing yards. Uh, Fields did it with his, you know, 1,100 rushing yards or whatever it was. Lawrence, you know, scored over 20 points per game. Even Tua was high, had more points per game than that, even with his concussions. Uh, Geno had a good year, so he's already broken out. 
everybody else we've kind of seen have a breakout. So we're waiting for these guys to show us something. Um, and, you know, for Kenny Pickett, it would be just starting the whole year and being able to throw more passes and maybe Matt Canada letting him call audibles and throw the ball down the field. Like, that, that is the big thing that we need to see from him. And he has rushing upside. If you guys ever watched him in college, he's the guy with the fake slide that ran it in for a touchdown that they changed the rule for the next day. They said no more fake slides after he did it uh, because the guy's got some wheels. Jordan Love, same deal. You know, he's sitting behind uh, Aaron Rodgers this whole time. Had a couple stints. Didn't look very impressive in them. But now they're handing him in the reins. Guy's got rushing upside. You have that with all four of these guys. Sam Howell, the same dude. Sam Howell, to me, is a right-handed Tim Tebow, which is not a That's comparison not a that, that you want. I think he's got a better arm and he's smaller. So I compare his play style to Tim Tebow because he will absolutely tuck it and run. He's not afraid of contact either, but Tim Tebow is the size of a linebacker and Sam Howell is not. So I'm a little dicey on him running and just how accurate is he going to be. And then Desmond Ritter, you know, they're not going to throw the ball a ton in Atlanta, and it's because they have Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. But this guy's got wheels. He showed him in Cincinnati, and he's a better passer than he showed last year. If they do rely on him a little more, I think it could be a nice breakout. Although we have called him Desmond Mitter from time to time. Uh, you know, thank you, Debro, for that copyrighted uh, uh, insult to Desmond Ritter. But those are the four that I kind of – these are the guys that – can break out um and i know you're gonna make me pick one and it's making me sick to my yeah oh here. you know the other thing i forgot because i don't well, well no we'll do these guys in just a second because these were guys yeah. on here but this is a grouping so kenny pickett love hal ritter i think you know the betting odds are minus seven thousand that you're <laughs> going to say kenny pickett here but is there another choice for your breakout quarterback you got to pick no if for me it would be love because uh the steelers are going to remain a run first team especially with warren looking so good last year and Najee looking great on the back half i think pickett will have some big games by taking some deep shots and potentially hitting them uh you know to um uh to pickens a lot or you know um deontay finally getting in the end zone like he'll have more touchdowns and picks this year i think so uh but i don't think they're gonna let him run a ton but i think jordan love just gets to do whatever he wants, kind of. It's They're going to kind of say, hey, look, it's a new offense. What are you most comfortable with? And he's most comfortable uh, throwing the ball deep and tucking it. So I think we're going to see a bunch of that from him. So okay, so a little bit of a surprise uh, that you picked your boy, Jordan Love, and not your real boy, Kenny Pickett. So the guys that I didn't mention on here definitely qualify if one of these guys stand out. And maybe you can say if one guy comes out, is this the breakout here? The 49er quarterbacks you put, Brock Purdy, mm -hmm. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. The, the the unique thing is, is Brock Purdy has been a fun draft pick for a lot of people in Superflex because you can get him as like the quarterback three. He's going late enough. Lots of good praises for Sam Darnold, but let's be real. And then Trey Lance obviously has the most exciting offensive upside. Brock Purdy was a more accurate Jimmy Garoppolo, made the guys around him better. Definitely as a guy on a week in and week out basis could throw 250 and have two touchdowns if they're in a passy type of game. But Trey Lance is a guy that can win you your, your week if he's actually out there, could throw two, run two, could have 100 yards rushing, a little bit less accurate, maybe a decent amount less accurate than Brock Purdy. But this is going to be about one of the guys taking over the gig. So I guess the question is, if one completely has the gig, 
is a breakout going to happen in a San Francisco 49ers run offense that is run heavy if one of these guys is the guy? I'll say yes, because of all the talent that's around whoever it is. You have Ayuk, you have Kittle, you have Debo, you have CMC, you have elite pass catchers on this team and a strong offensive line. So yes, if one guy gets the reins, if it is Purdy, if it is Lance, and they let them go, then or even Darnold, whatever it is, uh, I I really like whoever this San Francisco so quarterback is. So how would you rank is, them? How would you rank if they're starting? If like Lance Purdy or Lance Purdy and Darnold? That, okay, so Lance is number one over Purdy yeah, regardless because he runs. Yeah, he runs, and neither one of those other guys can run at all. So yeah, Lance can can move. He can scoot. So yeah. If Lance or Purdy are the guy for the season early on, do you think they're a better breakout option than Jordan Love, who you picked as your top? By a wide margin. By a wide margin. So the 49ers quarterback, if given the chance to be the guy, the the difficult part is if Lance gets picked and Purdy is out for a couple weeks and then Purdy comes back, it just messes everything up. I think the key here, actually, is if Purdy is healthy, and starts the year, he's the guy through and through, and he can be the breakout option. I just don't believe Lance will be given the opportunity to be the guy the whole year if Purdy is healthy at some point. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, a cluster mess, as they say, and I don't want to yeah. really deal with it. That's the that's the real saying. Uh, deep breakouts. If playing time comes, Will Levis, Bailey Zappi, Kyle Trask, Stetson Bennett, and Clayton Toon. You had to pick a breakout if opportunity uh, arose. Who would be the guy? I think it'd be Kyle Trask out of all these guys. And he's a guy that's an absolute statue and has no wheels. So he's kind of the opposite of what I generally uh, look for. But the the Bucks threw the ball more than any team last year. Uh, 45.4 times per game. The Chargers were second at 41.9. So they threw the ball almost four times more per game than any team did. This is a pass heavy offense and you have Evans, you have Godwin, Rashad white can catch it out of the backfield. Kate Otten's not a bad tight end uh, receiving either. So there are weapons in Tampa Bay and the offense is geared towards passing. I Baker should win that job. I don't think Trask Trask is probably not ready. And Trask was, you know, he's a guy that, um, it was nice that he learned behind Brady because he has the same skill set as Brady, even as a young man. He just cannot run. He's a big dude. He's kind of he's Roethlis, he's slower Roethlisberger is what I'd say. He's got a cannon. He can fit the ball into tight windows and stuff. But the nice thing about Trask is that he went from being a garbage QB at Florida to being a Heisman contender by the time he left Florida. So every year you saw him get exponentially better, and he sat a couple years behind Brady. So um, he's the guy that I would like out of that group if they got playing time. You never sounded older in your life, by the way. And you're like, the young man, the young man at the quarterback. You just as a young man. Well, look, look, he he doesn't run. He's a statue as a young dude. He's a statue. And most most young guys can move a little. I mean, Roethlisberger uh, could barely tie his shoes at the end of his career. But I mean, he could scoot a little bit uh, as a young dude. But old guy can't move. So that's right. Over to the running backs. All right, RBs for the breakout. So we've got a couple different categories here. We have got jump to the next tier RBs. I don't really understand the maybe the logic of what what does they're, that mean? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let me explain it for you before you crap on it. It no, is I, I these guys. What does it mean? The, yeah. Yeah. You you started. I I got you. These guys are going to jump from uh one tier that they were at last year to the next tier. That that's they're taking the next step, the next tier, whatever you want to, however you want to say it. I think these guys are moving up from what they were last year. Okay. Yeah. Because this is a little different than what we do with quarterbacks. It's tough because I think these are a wide range of backs we're going to talk about. I could also but... say those are the those are the running backs that I expect to yeah. have a breakout those guys we've got some rookies we've got handcuff breakouts and your deep shots so one thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna push the top guy in for his own conversation here because you put okay. tony pollard on our main list of running backs here for a breakout i think that's tough because he broke out last year and he was i think the fifth scoring running back in half ppr weeks 10 through 18. obviously elliot for now is not there so, you know, there's an excitement around him, but he's being drafted as a first round. So I'm curious, let's get your take without uh, signaling him as one of the main guys on why you put him as the breakout here before we go to this other group. Yeah, I mean, this guy is going to get 300 touches this year because they haven't signed anybody. And Zeke leaves 248. He had 250 last year. I think you're going to see 50 added on to that for him. I think he's a 300 touch player. So I think he deserves to be like, it doesn't, this doesn't have anything to do with their draft position. Pollard is obviously being drafted high, but it's a breakout. It's going from a 250 touch player to a 300 touch player, which puts you into elite category uh, to into an elite category with guys like Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and, you know, guys like that. So, yeah, that's yeah, what I was, Eckler. that's what I was figuring out if you were alluding to it. Are you saying like Tony Pollard is going to be an Eckler this year? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. They're not, they're not even making an effort to sign anyone and it's Ronald. But what Jones. if it's Elliot, but what if it is Elliot that comes back? You know what? I don't, I don't know how much it matters. Like it, yes, if Elliot comes back, Elliot is coming back at a severely reduced role uh, because uh, you know, not signing him for six months shows exactly how much the Cowboys want to back. They don't. They don't. They've given every team ample opportunity to sign you, plus themselves ample opportunity to sign you back. They don't want you. So whoever they bring in is just depth, uh, you know, because they're out on Dalvin Cook. If they wanted someone and they were really concerned about it, they would go after Dalvin Cook and sign him. But they're not doing that. So, and I think they kind of learned their lesson by giving Zeke ninety million dollars. And I think that I I think they're more likely to bring in Fournette. I was just, just about to say Fournette would make sense as someone they could just like, you know, waste some of the carries on, pound the yeah. ball a little bit. Your change of pace, your grinding, tough yards, catch. any of that. He can catch yeah. too. He actually he's is a like fine a backup. It's like an Elliott-esque type of, he's like CBS yeah. Elliott. I mean, uh, uh, Fitzy and I talked about this the other day where we think Fournette and Zeke might just switch spots. Like maybe uh, Fournette goes to Dallas and Zeke goes to Tampa Bay and it would make sense for everybody. Okay, so one of the big, I guess, breakout, it's a pseudo breakout, but it's to the next tier, like you signaled the title of this, is Tony Pollard. Now, these four, though, are going to be better choices because they're closer in general range as the signified breakout. So jumping into the next tier, you do your breakdowns, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco, Alexander Madison, and James Cook, four running backs Bogman has signified for breakout of jumping the tiers so do your breakdown and then we pick one yeah damian pierce he started out hot but ended with a whimper he only had one touchdown after week eight and he didn't play the last four weeks of the season so i think if you know now damian pierce kind of knows the rigors of the nfl season 
it is kind of scary that they brought in Devin Singletary, but I still think Pierce is the better running back. So I think he gets the majority of the carries and we just want to see him last beyond the beginning of the season. A guy that didn't take a lot of carries at Florida too. It is asking for a big jump, but it's a new offense. D'Amico Ryans comes over. It's going to be run heavy to start because they have a rookie quarterback and offensive line issues. So uh, I think we could see a lot from both those backs and Pierce uh, obviously could take a step up. Uh, for Isaiah Pacheco, he had 40% of the Chiefs carries last year. I think we're going to see closer to 50% this this year. And this dude only had 14 targets last year, and he had 13 catches on 14 targets. So how could he not be more involved in the receiving game uh, is my question. So I think he's going to have way more touches this year, and he is the best back for that team. I don't think nine touchdowns are going to Jerick McKinnon. I think it's way more likely that Pacheco eats into that. For Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook leaves 303 touches behind from last year. Most of those are going to Alexander Madison with Ty Chandler backing him up. So I think that he's going to go from a whatever 75 to 100 touch player to a 250 touch guy this year. So he's obviously up for a breakout. And James Cook, I put James Cook on this list and you guys know I'm down on him as far as drafting goes because Damian Harris had 200 touches. I am intrigued by him saying obviously I'm the running back one because like I said, it's not about confidence to me. I think he's been promised stuff if he's saying that. So he could just be being cocky and confident or whatever, but you know, 250 touches gone, uh, 215 touches gone, excuse me, from Devin Singletary last year. They're going to split those up between Cook and Harris. Harris isn't just going to get all of them. So uh, Cook is also a guy that I don't think has to touch the ball 20 times a game to be effective. So if he's getting 12 touches a game somewhere in that neighborhood. I think he could be very effective and obviously way better than what they did with him last year. So those are my four guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pierce, Pacheco, Madison, Cook. I want to say Madison is probably the highest on this by a wide margin. Not to say that you can't pick him, of course. Actually, Damian Pierce is, but I don't think we have full updates. Both are inside the 20s, so they're, white, they're running back twos. Pacheco is valued as a running back three, as is James Cook. So who is your breakout next to your running back of these four? Give me Pacheco out, out of this group. Give me the running back for the best offense in this group by a wide margin. Um, I think the Vikings might pass more too. Uh, obviously, drafting Addison is going to lend them towards passing a little bit more uh, in their already high-volume passing offense. Uh, so I, I think, and I am a little fearful of Singletary in, in Houston for Pierce. So. Give me Pacheco all day. High-flying offense, a chance for more touchdowns. This dude only had, what was it, 150 touches last year? Yeah, 150 on the nose. So I think he's a 200-250 touch guy this year, and I think he's going to have a huge jump. Rookie running backs who are going to get early <laughs> with early playing time. Where's the breakout? There's interesting because Bijan, I mean, the, you're going to have to make a Pollard-like case that he's going to be a number one because he's already being drafted number one. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs makes a whole bunch of sense as he's going to get some timeshare, but we've made the cases on why you know, you got to be concerned. Charbonnet, 
is going to go into some type of a share with Ken Walker, but Ken Walker's great. And you put uh, Kendra Miller on here, but he was actually just placed on the uh, the non or the injury list. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Exactly. Non football injury list. Yeah, yeah, he's just placed on that list, so that's not good. I think you're going to pick Charbonnet, but what say you? Well, I mean, look, Bijan is number one. He's going to have a breakout. But he's not going to so break is, out. Yeah. Well, I mean. He, he had a choice but to break out. He hasn't done anything. So, you know, whatever he does is a breakout, I feel like, if he has over 200 touches, which he is. Same thing with Gibbs. Like, Gibbs is going to have a breakout just because he's a rookie. I mean, uh, even if Montgomery you know, gets 225 touches like he did last year for the Bears, there's still 200 touches gone out of that backfield with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams gone. So there's 400 touches available. Gibbs is going to get 200 of them. He's going to be a high-volume guy still. So, But Charbonnet for me, yeah. Look, this also goes to my... I think Gino is going to bust. So if I think Gino is going to bust, and I know Drew Locke sucks, you're not going to throw the ball as much as people think in Seattle, right? They're going to have to go back to ground and pound. That's why they drafted Charbonnet to go with Ken Walker is if they need to do this. And now look, they've been favoring the run or the pass way more recently. Last three seasons in rush attempts, they've been 23rd, 27th, and 19th. But the two seasons before that, they were third and second in rush attempts when they didn't have uh, you know, uh, when Russell Wilson was going through his injury stuff and all of that. So this is a an adaptable offense that I think if Geno struggles, they're going to run away more. So Charbonnet will be my surprise breakout out of the rookie group because, you know, Gibbs and Bijan are not surprises. All right, our two other uh, quick ones. Handcuff breakouts. Jalen Warren, Jerome Ford, Chase Brown, Tajay Spears, Michael Carter, Zamir White. These are the potential handcuff breakouts, but who is your choice? Yeah, I mean, these all depend on who is going to get hurt, right? These are the straight backups that would earn, you know, well over 50% of the touches should the guy in front of them go down. So I don't really expect any of them to break out. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Chase Brown because if Mixon struggles to start, they already had made him take a pay cut and they wouldn't have a problem cutting him and going to, and Chase Brown is a 300 touch guy from Illinois last year. So we know it can handle a big workload. So out of that group, I'd probably pick Chase Brown. But I mean, the the pick, uh, yeah, I, I guess I see what you're saying. I say Mixon, they've already kind of figured out their thing. So I don't really think there's any. Yeah, I mean, they that. probably won't. But but like you can't predict injury. And that's kind of what these guys are. These are just handcuffs you want to take in case, you know, if you drafted Najee, you want Warren. If you yeah, drafted Mixon, you want Chase Brown. That That's the it's a I potential think Warren to break is, out because of injury. Warren's probably the popular one in a lot of streets. Sure. And the last one for running backs, deep shot. RB breakouts, Pierre Strong, A-Chain, Rashawn Johnson, Deuce Vaughn, Eric Gray, Sean Tucker, Zach Evans. Pick one for your deep, deep RB breakout. Evan A-Chain. Uh, I don't like giving any uh, credit to, uh, you know, A&M Aggies, but uh, I don't think he needs many touches because of his Olympic-level speed. And even if they sign Cook, he's probably going to be number two and getting 10 to 12 touches, and I think that's all he needs. You, you want him to have one big breakout run every game. So that's my pick. Moving over to wide receivers now, expecting the breakout. This is a much bigger group of names, though I'm going to tier them because they, they I think sure. they start to kind of change into different type of guys. Uh, Christian Watson, number one, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, and Elijah Moore. Those are the five you picked for uh, the kind of bigger names as far as breakout. So give us the breakdown on the five, and then we will see who your number one pick is. Yeah, I mean, my number one pick is going to be Christian Watson, and I would actually put him by himself in his own tier 
and then have that second group and then then have the last group if I was breaking these guys up because I think he's automatically a number one. Alan Lazard is gone. Romeo Dobbs is not a possession guy. You have Jaden Reed, who's a rookie, and, and you have two rookies at tight end too. Christian Watson is going to have to become the number one really fast, and I think his target uh, share is going to be enormous because of that. JSN has to fight Lockett. Uh, so there's a little bit there. Uh, I, but you know, if Gino works and they go to these three wide receiver sets more because he is working, JSN is going to be on the field a bunch. I expect Charbonnet to be more that guy, but there is potential for JSN. He's going to be on the field a lot. Dotson, he's the two now, uh, with Terry McLaurin. Terry's obviously very, very good, but I think Dotson and Terry McLaurin are not far off in talent. So, I could see Dotson overtaking Terry McLaurin. It wouldn't be that surprising. Same thing with George Pickens versus Deontay Johnson. They're completely different wide receivers. But if Pickett wants to throw the ball and if Pickens is getting more separation this year in his second year, maybe he learns hand fighting a little bit better. He's just a more trustable guy, especially with Deontay dropping the ball all the time. So Pickens could end up being a number one, but a number one in a low volume passing offense. Uh, and Elijah Moore, I put him on this list. I'd actually put him down in the next group probably because he's definitely not going to be one as long as Amari Cooper is healthy, but he has potential to way surpass David Njoku. So I think a different, uh, just a different setting for him should make him much better because he's a very talented guy. So, so Watson kinda, is the pick though of this by a trendy group of by a large yeah, margin. Okay, yeah, I think so. Very, and you, I mean, you also pick Jordan Love, so it would make sense. You pick Jordan Love, yeah. You're going to pair him with Christian Watson. The next group, you can put more back in there. You had John Mechie, Alec Pierce, uh, Jamison Williams, Rashid Shaheed. These are deeper wide receiver breakout options. But I already know where this is going. Yeah. The breakout's going to go to John Mechie. No, it's not. It's going to go to Jamison oh. Williams. Like, Jamison's going to miss some time. But just in terms of talent, uh, I would put Mechie over anyone on this list at any point. Uh, I Or Williams, excuse me, over anyone on this list. I He has more talent than Watson. He has more talented JSN in my opinion I think he's one of the best wide receivers that I've seen coming out of college and last year he's working off that ACL he clearly came back too soon and had rust and he has his suspension so there's a lot of shine taken off of him but it that does not diminish his talent talent is still there so I am very excited to see what Jamison has out of that group Mechie would be if he if he if Williams wasn't there would it be clear Mechie like I assumed I think so yeah the problem with Mechie is that you know it's the same issue that you have with James Conner James Conner is a great player so is John Mechie but you know you went your body went through a lot recovering from cancer and he's already had a hamstring thing you know they have some veterans there so in terms of talent I think Mechie is excellent and I think he's the best wide receiver in Houston right now but I'm a little worried about him pulling a hamstring and then having a groin cramp and like a bunch of little things this year. So the further away from the treatment he gets, obviously the healthier, I think he'll be the little tiny baby things that keep popping up for him. <laughs> um, this is an interesting one and you're going to have to take one of the guys in this battle because it's a, these guys should step up. So these are uh, guy versus guy. These are debates. So number one, Jordan Addison versus KJ Osborne. Number two, Rondell Moore versus Greg Dortch. Number three, Romeo Dobbs versus Jaden Reed. Five, Kadarius Tony versus Sky Moore. Number six, no, I said number five. That was four. Number five is Rashad Bateman versus A Flyers. You've been very vocal about Bateman versus, um, or Bateman versus who the hell? Anybody. No, no, it's, yeah, I guess it's anybody. Yeah, exactly. So pick your battle of who is going to come out on top and be a breakout off of that battle win. 
I'm going to go Addison, but I, I, I cannot stress enough how good Osborne played last year. He was very good. He's not a nothing. He's not a rollover. He's not a push off. Uh, I think Osborne's a great player, but uh, Addison's just too talented. Bletnikoff award winner, all that. Uh, Rondo Moore versus Greg Dortch. I'm out on Rondo Moore. I'm going to take Greg Dortch in this one. We saw him targeted like 10 times in a couple games. I think he's just a better player than Rondo Moore, and I think he's going to show that. And it's a new coaching staff, new offensive coordinator as well. So, you know, they're not beholden to anyone that w- that they came in and they had. They're just going to go to the better player, and I think Dortch is a better guy. A Dobbs for Shaden Reed. I'm going to go with Jaden Reed because I think that he's more of a possession guy and Dobbs is a big play down the field stretcher type of dude. So I think Reed is just going to have more catches. Volume is king. We want volume. Reed is going to have it. Uh, Tony versus Moore is probably the hardest one here. Um, I'm going to take Sky Moore. No. Mm, I'll take. Mm. I like Tony Moore, but Tony has proven to be not as good as I thought. So I don't know this one. I probably don't want anyone, but I'll take Tony, I guess over sky more just by a slim margin and give me his eight flowers over Bateman. Bateman's still not even healthy. I don't. So then what is, what's your number one breakout of these guys? Was it Addison? Yeah, it's gotta be Addison. I mean, it's still rookie and just the talent level so high. All right. Final up is a tight end and we're just playing the biggest breakout. We have Dalton Kincaid, Jelani Woods, Oconquo, Mayor Ferguson, Laporta, Musgrave, McBride. Let's take, unless you're going to feel strong about it, I'm going to take Musgrave and, and McBride out of this okay. grouping. Um, you can speak to if Woods really belongs on here. I actually think feel like Laporta is more popular popular than Mayor. I feel like this would almost be Kincaid, Woods, Aconquo, and Laporta. But do your quick breakdown of those six tight ends and uh, who the breakouts going to be. We can take Aconquo off because after they sign Hopkins, I don't think Aconquo's uh, in for uh, as much of a breakout as I thought before. So between Kincaid, Woods, Mayer, Ferguson, and Laporta, I'd say the safest is Laporta because he doesn't have a lot of competition at that tight end spot. Uh, Kincaid has uh, Kincaid obviously has Dawson Knox. I think uh, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson had more catches than him last year, and Mo Ali Cox is still there. Michael Mayer has Austin Hooper. Uh, Jake Ferguson is also fairly safe, but I think that in terms of talent, he's probably last on this list. So uh, for me, I'm going to, out of this group, it's still going to be Kincaid. That that team is a pass-first team, and they're still looking for a number two target. I don't think it's Gabe Davis, and I think Kincaid can do it sooner rather than later. I think he's better than Dawson Knox, especially as a receiver. So... I am taking the risk of Kincaid in almost every league this year, and this is a one of the few years I'll take two tight ends if I want because I'll take Kincaid and I'll take another safe guy, or I'll take Kincaid, and if he doesn't work out the first week, I'll dump him and pick up another guy in free agency because no one's holding two tight ends unless you're in tight end premium, and we're not doing that. So right, I'll take it by long. Give me all the Kincaid shares. I'll have them all you, this year. You and Jake are, are different because I asked him about Kincaid. We were doing some breakout stuff, and he's just not into Kincaid. And we did like rookie an tight ends are tough. And, and an interesting situation too is like, you know, he likes Davis, and if you don't believe Kincaid is going to play a lot of slot, that makes it tough. But there's also an element of where they run the Bills running back situation can be seen as. Cook gets volume, but Harris destroys with touchdowns. Knox could be the touchdown guy in the red zone while Kincaid is getting a lot of the slot early catches, and that kind of diminishes some value. So that a lot the, the of questions Kincaid one's going on out one. after Diggs, which is why Diggs was acting like a little crybaby uh, earlier this month. So, you know, yeah, a lot of questions. Right. 
A lot of babies, a lot of crybabies. My little there cry you go. Babies. Oh, uh, final one. Of all the players we talked about, who's your favorite breakout? All the positions thought about. Uh, I mean, of all the players we listed, give me Bijan. Well, okay, not, but, but like no. breakout uh, okay. as a breakout. Bijan's not going to break out when he's the fourth running back or fourth overall player being taken. Watson. I, I okay, think yeah, Watson, yeah, you kind of made it like be, that. Yeah. He has to be the number one wide receiver for this team. They don't have another option. So uh, he's got to be it, and he's got to eat up a lot of targets. So I'm excited about Watson. Also kind of why I like Aaron Jones this year. I like Aaron yep. Jones quite a bit more uh, with Love maybe needing to rely on that. They like to throw, they like, the offense like to throw to he Aaron Jones He was the number two target getter on that team last year. So Aaron Jones was. And if he's number, number two one. again... If I would say if he's number two again, that speaks to Watson, but he also might be number one. So some interesting stuff with the Packers. There you go. Those are the breakouts for 2023. We've got more coming up later this week. Mock draft. Superflex. We are back on the Superflex. I don't remember where we're doing it, but tune in. I don't even know if we've decided. But we want to tune into the surprise of where we're going to be draft. We try to draft on all the platforms to give different looks. Most of them are open. Football gets extra love than other sports by opening really early. I know we've drafted on Sleeper. We've drafted on Fantrax. I don't know if we've drafted on ESPN or Yahoo, but we're probably going to have to do that here pretty soon. Yeah, Superflex. Okay. I don't want to do ESPN yet. So Yeah, <laughs> wait a little bit. But we're going to have a Superflex mock draft for you live and in action right here on the podcast. So make sure you guys are subscribed. And if you guys are part of our Patreon, you would have the potential to join us in this mock draft. Uh, where we also get to see the results on Fantasy Pros after and laugh and point and oh, you did bad, <laughs> do all that type of stuff. Go to thisleague.com, come and sign up today if you guys want to just support us. If you want to get some of the ranks, you want to get in the group me rooms. Sometimes it's fun to have a bunch of people that like fantasy football like you do. That's why we have our collection. Think of GroupMe similar to how people do Discord. We've just done GroupMe for a long time. It has some features. Discord has features that this doesn't. This has features that Discord doesn't, and we've had a lot of people that have liked this over time. Can't promise you you'll love it over, but think of GroupMe like Discord, and we've got lots of different rooms um, where you can, if you're a captain, you can jump into all of them, or you just get in the football room, talk football, talk leagues, get set up, and then when the season starts, the start and sit room, which you would get as an LT, is really cool because people just like, you know, which of these three guys do I start? And everybody's voting and it's just a whole lot of fun. So hopefully you guys want to check that out. Follow us on Twitter. Is it the Welsh Bogman sports? You guys can catch us. You can catch me a lot more on fantasy pros doing football content. Bogman is all over the place. So I'm actually hosting an episode this week coming up with Debro and Erickson. Bogman and I are going to be, they have a new platform they're working with, um, with the volume network, which uh, Bogman and I will be doing some stuff. So check out all that, you know, where to follow us on Twitter is where you can find everything that's going on friends. So make sure you are locked in for the Bogman. I'm Welsh. We are out of here. Goodbye. See ya.